calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hi. Carolina White. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Thanks for taking some time. I can imagine being the penthouse pet of the month, uh, September 2021. Your life has been fairly busy as of late. Kind of, sort of. I guess straight to it. Like, how have you been dealing with COVID and like, how's your world been and kind of ready for shit to be back to normal, hey? Um, well, I live in the South, so um, it's kind of kind of just been back to normal. It's been back to normal for a while now here. Right. Um, a lot of the places you go here, they don't, not many people wear masks. They give you the option. Um, they don't really require um, vaccines or proof of vaccines at a lot of places in South Carolina where I live. Right. Um, right. But when I do start making my way back to the West Coast, I know that's something that I'm going to have to be. Yeah. How long have you lived in, in the Carolinas? I was in North Carolina probably a decade back, and that is just some amazing, amazing place to be. Yeah. You said you're in North Carolina? Yeah. It was uh, Hatteras, Hatteras Island. Where's that? It was right on the beach. It was incredible. Like we were on these stilted houses like on stilts so you know in case it gets you need it. yeah you need it for them hurricanes yeah. that we get like freaking crazy and uh yeah. so many golf courses and like crisp like white crystal sands it was uh, it, like you know being from canada being from vancouver i didn't expect it at all like i was like fuck here we go like who wants to go vacation in carolina yeah it's, and meanwhile um... like it was amazing yeah, no, it's definitely beautiful. I, um, I'm from Georgia originally. So I grew up going to uh, the Gulf of Mexico. I grew up going to Panama City Beach, if you've ever been there or heard of that place. <laughs> yeah, um, It's a lot of fun. Um, the East Coast is a little more, I'm not a big fan of the water. I don't really like getting in the water. It's a little, it's a little too sharky for me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, keep it on the sand. Yeah, fair. So, so penthouse pet of the uh, of the month. Like, did you ever think that would happen? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> and how did it happen? Um, 
Um, it was kind of something that had been pending and like in the works for a while. Um, and they just kind of kept, I don't know, I kept getting like pushed, pushed back onto the table, pushed back onto the table, kind of getting pushed in their faces. And Sam, who is the penthouse pet manager, she kept pushing for me, um, which I'm super grateful for. Um, but yeah, eventually she got me, um, presented me in front of everybody and my photos and my resume and all that stuff. And then they finally, at first it was, it had to be a unanimous decision, um, from everybody at penthouse, um, to either approve you to be a pet or not. And I think they're, they're at one point was one person that said no because of my age, which I was like, mm. really? Um, mm -hmm. But then I guess I got them on board. And then from there, it kind of, it all happened really quickly. Um, Interesting. Yeah. When things like that happen, it's kind of like, I don't know. I wish I could like go back and savor it more because, you know, getting that news. And then I had a month to like prepare for it. And then before you know it, I was there and I was in LA and I never, that was my first time in LA. I'd never been to LA before. So oh, that wow. was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you live in LA? No, I'm in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Okay. So you yeah. never mind. I was going to say that yeah. it's not into LA lots, but no, never lived there. I'm an East coast girl. I would yeah. definitely never want to um, live there, but um, <laughs> I'm sure people love it. It's, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it all happened really quickly, but it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So to get that ball rolling then, was that you initially sending to them? Or like, did you know Sam to be able to send to her? Like, how did that start in the first place? So there was a scout. I'm not exactly sure what agency he was with. Um, he had been pushing for me uh, for like, I want to say a year or two. And he kept submitting me, submitting me. And I never met this, this man in person, mm -hmm. um, but he kept submitting me. And then when I eventually met Sam, she told me that she thought that I was a catfish. She's like, we didn't think you were a real person. Cause I never actually had the chance to like FaceTime with her or, you know, or zoom with her or anything like that. So they originally thought I wasn't even a real person oh, wow. because I do go by like two different names. Like there's me real life, me, and then there's Carolina white, you know, sure. this, you know, um, but yeah. So when I, eventually like got to talk to her and FaceTime her and meet her. She's like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. And I'm so happy. They finally approved you. I'm, I'm so happy that you're real. I know you're a real person. I was like, yes, I've been like trying this whole time, but, um, but yeah, no, it eventually happened. And then I got a message on Instagram from someone with uh, one-on-one models in LA and they were wanting to sign me and submit me to penthouse and other, um, you know, other adult um places and I'm like, yeah. yeah yeah i was like go for it go for yeah it. Let's like it. why not yeah let's try it out so yeah they did that and from there it just kind of happened right and, and how good. old were you when you saw your first pentos magazine oh um pretty sure my dad had a stash of nudie mags back in the day Probably, yeah. um, hidden up in the shoebox in the closet. So I'm <laughs> right. I used to be a little nosy kid. So I used to go through the playboys and the penthouses and stuff like that when like full bush was the thing and you know, good old in the eighties. Right. So yeah, I was very young when I saw my first nudie mag. <laughs> and was it always like growing up? Is that what you wanted to do? You wanted to model the whole time? Like, and if so, who were the models that you kind of looked up to? 
Well, I started uh, modeling when I was 15. So I've been more in the mainstream, like fashion side of modeling for a long time. Um, so growing up in the nineties, I'm trying not to give away my age here. Growing up in the (laughs) nineties, obviously looked up to like classic nineties supermodels, like Cindy Crawford and, and, you know, um, people like that. But, you know, it wasn't until about three years ago when I kind of decided to try other things and kind of explore this this world and this side of the industry. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy that I'm able to do both because why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. And, and what a crazy time to be a model as well, like internet famous, really. You know, yeah. Girls are making huge money on OnlyFans and, That's you know, true. like I, I've seen some girls are saying like they're getting six figure months. Telling you what That's a time, crazy. what a time to be alive. The, um, I'll say the, I can speak from like the fashion industry side of it. Definitely. It's not, it's definitely not the same as it used to be. Yeah. That goes with modeling, that goes with acting. Um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of, um, how things are determined now are, are based off of social media, which I'm personally not a fan of. Well, same. They, yeah. I don't, I, you know, I miss the good old days where I could go to an audition, like in person, in front of the casting director, in front of people, they can see your personality. They can yeah. you know, actually see who you are and what kind of talent you have versus like how many Instagram followers you have. Like to me, that means nothing. Well, it, it just means that you're more active than somebody that's not. Right. That's true. And I have, you know, I have full respect for people that that's their job. Like that is their actual job is making money that way. So I could never do that because I don't have, um, I'm just not big on social media, I guess. I'm just not good at it. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's definitely on OnlyFans and stuff like that. Like that shit's crazy. It, it's insane. You like, have to, insane. I'm at a place where I'm trying to fully take advantage of that before the next thing comes along, you know, cause it just kind of goes in phases. So oh, for sure. Um, definitely gonna take advantage of that while it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get outside of modeling. Uh, and of course what you're known for, mm-hmm. what, what are you binge watching right now? Oh, Oh, I love that question. Um, I just finished midnight mass on Netflix. No, never heard that. What, what is that? Okay. So have you ever heard of the haunting series on Netflix? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Director, producer, um, creator, Michael Flanagan. Um, he's the creator and director for Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor. And then he just released like a short series uh, called Midnight Mass. And it was Uh absolutely phenomenal. The acting, the writing start to finish is beautiful. So you're, you're all about getting scared shitless. You know, I don't get scared that easily. It's spooky (laughs) season, but I really don't get scared that easily. It's more, I, and I appreciate it more, um, from like the writing aspect of it. Mm. I'm absolutely obsessed with the writing and acting and just the way they pull the whole thing together. Oh, interesting. My foster dog is just going Going nuts. Yeah. I can hear it in the background. (laughs) So is that something that, uh, beyond like just liking writing, is that something that you do personally as well? Do you write? I used to, when I was in high school, I was a big drama nerd and, um, I used to, I actually flunked geometry because we don't really well, need that in real life. Anyway, I yeah. flunked geometry with like a 25 because I used that class solely for 
writing scripts and screenplays um, back in the day, but that was back in high school. I used to write a lot of um, erotic fan fiction. Oh, okay. I'm really big into fan fiction. I didn't so. think it would happen to me, but dot, <laughs> dot, dot. Right. So, yeah, and I'm still a fan of reading um, fan fiction. That's where a lot of my people, a question I get all the time is like, oh, like, what turns you on or like what gets you going? And I'm like, I feel like it's different for girls than with guys. It doesn't have to be necessarily visual for women. For me, it's like I can read something and I'm yeah. like, hey, Whoa. hey. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, is that something that you would transfer into in the future? Um, being on screen? Like, would you get into acting and and all that? Oh, yeah. No, I've been, again, I've been, since there's really two of me, um, I've been doing that for over 10 years as well. Okay. So I do have a, I do have an acting agency that I'm with um, based out of Atlanta. So I'm constantly um, auditioning. Um, but you know how that goes. If you're an actor, you're right. a lot of auditioning, a lot of no's, not that many yeses, but when you get the yes, it's the best right. feeling ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but even just auditioning for me is like fun and I enjoy doing it and I do it at home and I'm like my own reader. I like set up my, like I record myself being the reader and yeah. time it out perfectly. It's a whole process and I love it. And it's always a learning experience because I'm always able to kind of, um, you know, dial in and figure out what I need to work on and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Are you yeah. a fan of the, uh, superhero movies that are like the overkill that are being made lately, Spider-Man, X-Men, Wonder Woman, uh, you know, Batman. I think anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Marvel fan. Oh, you are. Oh God. Yes. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. That's like, I think that anybody that actually like knows me, even as this character, like, knows that I'm obsessed with like Captain America and like just the Avengers in general. So yeah, that's um, after Endgame though, I haven't really followed the storyline. I haven't really gotten into the whole like um, Disney plus Falcon and Winter Soldier, Black Widow. Like I haven't really ventured well, it's just into that. too many to keep up. I mean, even uh, me as a comic book spaz, like when I was a yeah. little kid, that's, I just monopolized my time and there's just yeah. too much to keep up now. It really is. They're they're. I think they're trying to, you know, well, they're, they're doing the same to, thing. They're striking while the iron's hot, right? Like, yeah, no, totally. I get that. But for me, after Endgame, Avengers Endgame, I was just like, that was. Th there's nothing more you can add to that or do to that that's going to make that. They wrap it up in a perfect little bow yeah. and like sent it on their way. And I, I thought it was beautifully done and it was perfect. So from there, I was kind of like, I'm satisfied. I don't really need to. Um, I don't need anything else. And then they killed Chris Evans, so I'm just like, or yeah. they kill him, but. I yeah, just yeah. I'm like now I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, fair. Wh which, so. super, which superpower would you want to have? Oh, I mean, this is gonna sound really weird, <laughs> but um, I would love to have a power where I could like I don't want to read minds because I, I definitely don't want to read minds, but I would love to have the ability to feel people's emotions or change people emotion people's emotions. Does that make sense? Like empathy. Yeah. Like an exactly. empathy. Like what? What's the? What's the? Who's the? The girl on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? You know where she yes. jumps yeah. on Thanos and like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kind of want that power. Yeah, something like that. I think would be really cool. Is that um, or 
Can't even or, you know, is. that mixed with like a little WandaVision. Oof. A little bit of Wanda. You Scarlet, know? Scarlet Witch is one of the one of the toughest characters in the universe. Absolutely. Yeah. Even Thanos is like, yeah. where have you been this whole time? You're like <laughs> stronger than anybody else. <laughs> like, what's yeah. going on? Um, clearly you're, you know, you have a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Your, what are your cheat foods? Oh man. Um, Chick-fil-A delivery. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese from Chick-fil-A <laughs> as my weakness. I mean, I can't not have it. That and Panera, which Panera is like Panera, on the healthier that? side. You know, Panera bread? You never heard of Panera bread? Okay. No. Well. Writing it down. Panera bread. <laughs> Y'all will have those there. I feel bad for you because it's really, really good. It's like a it's like a soup sandwich place, kind of like a deli type situation. But they deliver also. But all, everyone delivers now these days. But yeah. um, it's very yummy. Hmm. Very no, I never heard of it. What, what was your first concert? My first concert? I'm pretty sure my first concert was Blink-182. Mm, it's pretty good. It's a good concert. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. So are, you, are you a rock girl? Um, I'm a country girl. You're a country girl? Oh, I'm a country girl, big okay. time. Yeah. Who, who are your favorites in country? I have a lot of them. Um, I did see Luke Combs in concert, if you know who that is. Um, I do, yeah. He was phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. I don't know. I kind of just like all the, I like a lot of nineties country too. Um, yeah. I definitely think nineties country is more. Um, I think it's better than it is now. No offense to anybody. Who's yeah. Right now, but it's just more, I don't know. It just, I'm from Georgia. So it's just, it feels very homey. And a lot of the country artists that I am fans of, they're from Georgia too. So they're like, they're my people, you know? And I think what it is, it, it, like in the in the '90s, it almost like kind of crossed over to like a bit of a different genre, almost. You know, it was like poppy. It wasn't Merle Haggard. It wasn't, you know, Willie Nelson. It wasn't okay. that old style Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton shit, right? Yep. And I think that once that once the the that the that the community accepted that, and it kind of became the norm. Yeah. And it and and. and like nowadays, it almost feels like some country is more rock than some rock bands. I agree with you. It's and it's also very, in my opinion, some of it's very poppy. Um, I don't know. I just I enjoy like really good like classic. Like I just love good classic country. Um, yeah. All the people you just named, huge fan. Dolly, Willie, yeah. Marl, all of them. Uh, big fan of like Chris Stapleton, like that type of vibe. Yes. Like I just, it just makes me feel like I want to go to the mountains and just like drink some whiskey, sit in a hot tub and just like melt. Yeah. Tennessee whiskey has got to be one of the best songs of the last five years. I completely agree with you. Such a great song. Beautiful. Did you see that performance that he did with um, uh, Justin Timberlake? I didn't see that performance. You no. need to I gotta Google, look it up. Google that. I got a YouTube it. I can't remember what the event was, but uh, Justin does Tennessee whiskey with Chris Stapleton. But and it's like kind Tennessee. of an it's so good, dude. It's so good. Like an oh extended version of it. You know, just imagine Timberlake singing along with it. it is so good. Oh yeah, he probably loved every second of that because he's from Tennessee. So he's like, "This is my song." Yeah, crazy good. Shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to pull that up. Where was the last place you vacationed? 
Um, let's see. Last place I went on vacation. I'm sad because it's like two years ago, right before no. COVID. It was, I think it was 2019. It was for my birthday. I went with a group of friends. We went to uh, Los Cabos. Oh, nice. Yeah. We stayed at an all-inclusive resort. Big fan of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was it was absolutely beautiful and amazing. And it feels like forever ago because... Because it has been forever ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So going out of the country, that was the last time. And then... But the last vacation, I guess, vacation I went on was um, my birthday back in August. I went with my parents. We went to um, the Natahala in North Carolina and we stayed in a cabin, um, just beautiful, woodsy, you know, streams and nature and um, just getting nice. away from everything. Yeah. Like no yeah. service. I don't know, it was just like everybody needs time like that away from just everything turn your turn your fucking phone off and just turn it off turn it off stop none of it matters <laughs> right all the stuff that you're worried about that's all in your head none of it matters totally you'll notice that when you turn it off and when you come back to it a day or two later nothing has changed nothing has changed and you're also probably going to feel happier feel better <laughs> you're yeah. going to feel better you're going to have less anxiety you're going to feel less depressed um yeah you're just going to be overall better yeah. Yeah. So. It's funny because, you know, of course this is part of how I make a living is podcasting. I was a radio host in, in Vancouver for a long time, 15 years. I teach at the BCIT radio course here in Vancouver as well, but like, and I hate to say it, but if I could get rid of anything, it would be social media. I fucking hate it. Like I hate it. I am 100% with you. On I that. just wish that there are, there was a way for me to get people to listen Mm -hmm. without having to be like, Hey, Carolina white's on the podcast. You might want to have a listen. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. No, I, I wish mean, there was a way. I say that all the time. I say like, the only thing I need my phone for is to check my emails. I'm totally. just like an email yeah. person. But if they decided to, if they decided, you know what? Like Facebook's gone Bye. who cares? The only person on there is like my nose. Don't care. Anyway. Don't care. No, no one cares about that. Instagram, I don't care because it's so, even when Instagram first started, like it was different. Now everything is just ads and it's fake. And I just like, I'm, I, the last time I posted something, like it was, it was forever ago. Cause I just don't on my, um, my real page. Like it just, it, cause it just doesn't matter. Like no one cares. I think people are losing interest, um, in that platform so altogether. Yeah. But, um, it's just oversaturated with the same shit over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And then Twitter, you know, Twitter's fun. Twitter's fun. I like Twitter it's the fun. most, I think, of, of all the too. platforms. I do too, because it's <laughs> freedom it's, of everything. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's why, right? It's like, it's there's nothing really too serious about it. You can jump on for five, 10 minutes and get the fuck off. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. I can safely say that when I'm not podcasting, when I'm done, I will never be on, on social media. That's amazing. Unless, I mean, this is going to sound shitty, but like, unless it's making me money, like, I don't care. Like it's yeah. like, I'm not going to get, I don't make money on Instagram or Facebook or, or really even Twitter. Twitter's a great way to promote yourself and whatever it is you're trying to promote, you know, to get there. But yeah, yeah. unless it's some kind of like third party app where I am profiting in some kind of way, like being an adult and this is my job. Like it's and other than that, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't really care. Ding, ding, <laughs> so. ding. I subscribe to what you're throwing down. And by the way, 
as an aside, if you want to talk about this after the, the interview, I have an idea for you to make money on social media. Oh, do tell. <laughs> Simply brand ambassador. Yeah. Like just start mentioning some brands and I can guarantee you because the amount of people that are following you, the amount of yeah. people that like you, mm-hmm. like that's all I do. And I don't have anywhere near the amount of followers that you got. Hey. And I make tons of money on social media. That's amazing. Yeah. I, that's just kind of stuff that I like need people like you to like, tell me to do that so I can have the motivation to do it. Cause that's not something I would ever think to do on my own. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, so. um, you know, wherever, wherever you get your hair done, mm-hmm. wherever, you know, you shop for whatever, right. Talk to those people and say like, Hey, can I get my hair done for free? And I'll mention you a couple of times on my Twitter feeds. Well, suddenly yeah. that money that you're paying 150, 200 bucks to get your hair done, we can spend it somewhere else now. That's true. I have actually done that before with medical spas, because when you go to the medical, you're a guy, so you don't have to worry about this stuff. But when you go to the medical spa, it's always a pretty hefty price tag. So there's definitely been times where there's been exchanges, you know, for to do, you know, like a story or something like that, or a swipe up or, you know, something like that in exchange for a service, which I'm obviously a huge fan of. The only problem with that is I am the kind of person like, I hate, if someone wants to come to me and offer it to me, I'm like all for it. I, I know asking people for shit. It, it almost feels like you're, you're else. pandering, right? Like, please, yeah. look, you know, and it, but it's not though. You got to get yeah. past that part. Of it. Now, now I'm getting into my like instructor at BCIT mode here, but you got to yeah. get past that point because it's just not right. It's not pandering. It's if anything, it's helping them out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, like it doesn't need to be a monetary thing. It doesn't need to be like, I want 500 bucks to talk about your business. It could just be if it's something that you're always going to pay for anyway. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some more uh, knowing Carolina White. Yeah. Do, do you have a near-death story? Like where you're like, holy fuck, I could have died just now. Oh. I probably have a million of those back from when I was a teenager, like drinking, you know, like <laughs> in a field, blacking drinking, out, like just straight, you know, ever clear in a field when it's like 32 degrees outside and I'm like wearing a dress and a tank top and shit. Um, there's definitely <laughs> been times that I've been so hungover that I thought I was definitely like, like the Grim Reaper standing over my shoulder. Yeah, like wa- wanted to die. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember a time I was in Vegas. I can't, I'm not a Vegas person. I'm the person Vegas will chew me up and spit me right back out. Yeah. I remember being in Vegas. I was working SEMA, which is a, a car show that they do every year. Um, I went out with my girlfriend and we had a little too much fun and I was an idiot and I mixed red wine and tequila. Who does that? Like what adult person does that? Yeah. Yeah. And have you ever been so hungover you wake up the next day and you're just like full of anxiety for no fucking reason? Like you're yeah. just like, I'm like shaking. Like I got to get out of here. It's like a panic feeling. That's where I was at. So I got, I went ahead and like bought myself. I flew home a day early. So the flight home from Vegas back to North Carolina where I was living at the time, which is like a five or six hour flight in a middle seat. Pro- that felt literally felt like a near death experience. Cause I didn't know if I was going to make it. It's a lot of like deep breathing exercises and meditating because it's brutal. What do you like in Vegas? Are you, are you like full on gambling or they go to the shows? What do you do when you're in Vegas? Cause you can only do Vegas for a couple of days and then that's it. Um, I'm, I just, I'm really just not a Vegas person because like I said, I don't, 
um, going to Vegas. Um, I don't gamble. I don't really gamble because I don't know how to. <laughs> so someone taught me how to, I would, maybe I would try it, but no, I've never done the gambling thing in Vegas. Mostly they're just there for jobs and working and stuff. And, yeah. um, but it's, I don't know. It's just not really my scene. I've only been there, I think like two or three times. And every time I've gone home early, cause I just wasn't enjoying myself. Yeah. I am more, my personality is more like take me to Nashville well, yes. you know what I mean? or, or like new Orleans or something like that. That is where I feel like more comfortable and more at home. Um, like my friend and I were uh, staying at Caesars in Las Vegas and we had eaten a lovely dinner at the Cheesecake Factory and we were walking back to our hotel room and these guys walked up to us and literally just assumed we were prostitutes. Like, what? well, well, why? <laughs> I'm just a person who had dinner at Cheesecake Factory and I'm trying to go to my room and you're wow. walking up and asking me how much I cost. I'm just a nice girl from Georgia. I'm not a prostitute. So yeah, that's um, just that whole lifestyle and that type yeah. of. No. I had my stag in Vegas <laughs> and it was crazy. I was dressed up as a Mountie skin tight, red Mountie outfit with the sash. Yeah. The, hat, the gum boots. Oh yeah. It was fucking crazy. Crazy mm-hmm. time. I'm sure it's fun, but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. but It was crazy. And that's the only way to go out of Vegas. Like I'll never go with a couple buddies. It's got to be a stag. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be a reason for it now. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think my mistake is I always went, like I was always working. I never went like just for fun. My, mm. one of my girlfriends told me like, no, 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 you have to go to Vegas. Like just not working, like just go for fun with a group of girls and like go to the pool parties during the day and do all totally. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, maybe I'll give it another chance. Yeah. Maybe. Probably should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grab a bunch of girls and you'll be, you'll be fine. Oh yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap it up in a couple. Uh, thank you by the way, for, for taking some time here and I want to re- respect your time. Yeah. So who, who's the most famous person that you've met? Have you met Chris Evans? No, I wish. Captain America. Uh, no, I wish. Oh God. That would be, um, best day of my life. If I ever met him, but no, I, I used to be a really big fan of the show, The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, and they film it in my hometown. Little fun fact. No. Where I'm from, Georgia. Yeah. They really? film it there. Yeah. So there was a particular actor on the show who I was completely infatuated with. Um, and I ended up meeting him at a convention in Houston. And he ended up getting my phone number. And long story short, we had a little fling. Oh. Nice. And it was great. Yeah. It was amazing. So, um, yeah. Wow. That was fun. That's one of my best stories. And I gave <laughs> you a super, super, super short version of it. Cause it's way too detailed, but, um, yeah. no, he's my favorite character on the show. And then I got to meet him in real life and it was really cool. Very, very nice person. That is Cray. And then you got to sleep with him. I, Hey, that's speculation. Well, you said you had a fling. I'm speculating, but I'm going off what you said. <laughs> we had a lovely um, date and it was just, it was a fun, a fun evening. That's amazing. Like imagine if most people could meet the famous people that they like and then go on a date with them. Yes. Crazy. Um, Yeah. Because you're in your mind, you're like, that person would never look at me. That person would never 
acknowledge me. You know what I mean? But then you get in a situation like that. And as a female, I was like, Oh, like he's just a man. I just, a man that just, just likes a, just, women. just a guy that has a cool job. Yeah, exactly. Like just, he's just a person and he's a, a guy that likes pretty girls and that's all there is to it. You get down to that, like human being level of like, we're just two human beings that find each other very attractive and have a connection and have chemistry and we're going to, we're going to run with that. And I was happy, happy, <laughs> happy to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, no yeah, definitely boosted my, uh, boosted my self-esteem through the roof after that one. So I was like, there's nothing I can't do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> totally nothing right. I can't do. That wasn't, I just did the impossible. So yeah. yeah. Uh, fair to say becoming a penthouse pet. Is that your career highlight? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it still doesn't even feel real because it was just so it, again, it all happened so quickly. Um, but yeah, as, um, Carolina white, um, that is definitely Carolina white's, um, highlight and there's more to come. So I'm excited. I'm going to, um, start shooting with some other companies soon and, um, hopefully put out some more cool work that people enjoy. Um, but yeah, so far it's been, it's been great. Mm -hmm. That's been the highlight. Well, that's actually how I was going to wrap it up. What what is in store for for Carolina White for the next you know six six months a year? Have you got it kind of wrapped up like that? Or I mean, I wish it worked like that in this industry. I wish you knew what you're gonna what you were gonna be doing six months from now. But you know, everything's kind of like there's a whole process you got to go through to you know to get booked for things. But um, I do have um, a shoot with uh, Playboy uh, middle of next month. So I don't, I don't really know the details of it yet. I don't know what it's exactly what it's going to be for, where it's going to go, what the theme is or anything like that. So that'll be a surprise. So is that um, the same as Pentos? Will you be a, a playboy? What are they playmates? I mean, that would be amazing. I don't know how their process works with that. So uh, um, that's, of course, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what I want. So, um, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the shoot goes and um, yeah. And hopefully that will turn into something more that would be really cool. And then I do have a couple of gigs um, lined up with Penthouse. They have a few club openings um, coming up next month too. So I'm going to be there with a few other Penthouse pets and we're going to be signing autographs and uh, just hanging out with people and meeting people. And um, I think we have a couple uh, photo shoots lined up as well. So yeah. Busy, busy. Booked and busy. That's nice. the way I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. Carolina for uh, jumping on the podcast here in Vancouver, Canada. You're easy to find online. Doesn't yeah. sound you're super active, but you're easy to find. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm there. Good, just <laughs> good for you though. I, I, I hope to get to that position myself too, where I'm not super active like I am right now, but yeah, I know it's, I know it's important, but it's also important to, you know, stay grounded and realize what's super important in real life. So yeah. I try to try to keep that mindset at all times but yeah, yeah thank yeah. you um thank you so much for having me i'm glad we we finally got to do this this was this was fun the todd cast podcast on toddhancock.ca contained herein are the heresies of radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.